Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. All right, take out those worship guides. Inside are some sermon notes as we continue our series called We Are Radiant. It, it's this idea that I'm trying to help move you along. I've been using the illustration of sitting in the car and the car in front of me. Uh, the light turned green and you're at a crisis of faith. You want to honk, but you're a Christian at the same time. And actually, no lie, it happened to me this morning but I was the car at the light because as I'm sitting there at the light, I'm checking out hurricane updates on my phone and checking all this stuff out. And then the car started honking at me and I just started getting angry. I have to be honest, I had a little confession this morning. I started getting angry. I'm like, that's it. I started rolling up my sleeves. I'm gonna get out of the car. Then they did the courtesy wave and how do you know the courtesy wave resolves it all, right? So I just realized, I was like, no, they're, they're not mad at me. They're just trying to move me forward. And I just want you to know, I'm not mad at you. I'm your pastor. I love you. But I understand sometimes you go through a little bit of a slump, and I'm just here in your life, Hong Kong, I want to move you forward, and I'm going to courtesy wave the entire time. Are you okay with that, church? You're ready to move forward? Because so, that's the mission of our church. We exist, write it down in your notes, to move people from where they are to where God wants them to be. So if you're going to be a part of Radiant, you're going to be in a spiritual journey, well, we're gonna move you forward one way or another, and, and, and I wanna help you move forward, and I wanna help you move forward towards your destiny and towards greatness. So what are we moving towards? Well, we're moving towards three things we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. The first one is a genuine relationship with Christ. You are created for a dynamic, real relationship, not religion, not church. You're created for a relationship with a God of the universe. And I don't know what you've been told before, but I just want your attention for just a second. You might not have ever been told this. I want you to know God loves you. God created you. He's got a plan for your life. And I want you to know that plan is for you to have a relationship with him. Can I hear a good amen today, church? It's what we're created for. And then, then we also were moving towards, your, towards community. It caused a little bit of controversy last week and broke up a lot of friendships and a lot of relationships. So that was awesome. So if you didn't listen to the message, check it out. It, uh, it, it's helpful. And, and we, you need good community in your life. And so we're helping you do that with all of our Radiant groups. They launched in just a couple weeks. So that's huge. And then today, I want to talk to you about your calling. I want to move you towards calling because calling is one of the most confusing subjects. I get actually more questions off of your calling than anything else in life. Simply the question people ask me all the time is, Aaron, why am I here and what am I called to do? Like, I want to know what my, my, my calling is. Another way people ask it is, what is God's will for my life? So I'm going to help you with that because honestly, there's so many questions out there that people have when it comes to this. Do I, do I go to college or do I go to technical school? You're asking questions like, do I, do I become a doctor or do I become, a, do I become an attorney? You're, you're asking questions like, do, should, I, should I go for the, 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 for the Knowles or should I go for the Gators? So, so it's like questions like that. I don't know if there's an answer for y'all. Uh, should, I, should I get a dog or should I get a cat? Can I tell you what the Lord is going to say in that situation? I've got an opinion. Um, should I buy the house? Should I rent the house? Life is filled with choices right now that you're trying to figure out what it is. Uh, the, the church right now, can I be honest with you? I mean, the church right now is dealing with a major crisis of, cho of choice simply with the fact of, do we stay with what God has always told us to do? Or do we rebel and go what is pleasant for the moment? If, if God is God, then serve him. But if if Baal, no, no, that's not right. You know what I'm talking about. Like, 
We're, we're dealing with choices right now, but it's, it's Sunday, so we only have one church. Amen, let's just go with Popeyes. <laughs> That's funny, I don't care what you say right there. So, so how do we figure this thing out? How do we figure out uh, what choice God wants us to do? I think we've overcomplicated it. So a lot of you guys, you've gotten so frustrated with this idea of calling because we've overcomplicated it. So I wanna remove the idea of calling and I wanna put it in a different word and I want you to write it down in your notes. Here's the word, I wanna move you towards significance. Because there's a difference in living and being significant. A lot of people are so focused on what job you're supposed to have or what ministry you're supposed to have and I wanna remove you from the idea of a job or a career change and I wanna just ask you, is your life significant? Is it significant? Is your marriage significant? Is the, is the relationships in your life, are they significant? Is what you're doing with your spare time significant? We've bought into a lie to be simple. And let me just say, God's never called you to be simple. He's called you to be significant. You're called to be significant. The Bible says it this way, that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, you know what I did? I set you apart. He, he looked down at you and said, no, 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 they're not just like one of the crowd. I'm, I'm gonna put them on the side. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them over here, I'm gonna reserve them. So you think your life has been benched or you've been overlooked and God hasn't benched you. God hasn't overlooked you. He set you apart because he knows your destiny is so big and so great, he's got some kind of potential for you in your life. Can I get a better amen than that today at every location? You're created for something significant. A lot of you go, well, I'm working a nine to five job, trying to raise my kids. I don't know what that significance is. I'm gonna help you find it today. We're gonna look at a story of a guy who would be everything but average. He, I mean, everything that he is is average in life. He's got an average job. Um, he's got an average name. His name is Matthew. You know, he probably went to class with like eight other Matthews in his class. Like he, he couldn't stand out. And we, we get the story of him and how God steps into his life and calls them out of simple and into significant. I think it's gonna happen to a lot of you guys today. The story goes like this, actually in the book of Matthew. We're not sure if he wrote the book itself. If not, he's telling, I mean, if so, he's telling the story about himself, which is kinda cool. But he says, as Jesus went on from there, there is a place where he was doing lots of miracles, lots of ministry. And it says he saw a man named Matthew. Say Matthew. And he walked up to the tax, he's sitting at a tax collector's booth, and he says, follow me. And Matthew got up and followed him. That is bizarre right there. You gotta think, you know, Jesus was probably a popular guy in those days, but not that popular. To be able to walk up to a random guy working his job. You know, Matthew probably went through the local Jerusalem tax collector's schooling, you know, he, you know it, was, it was the ITT tech of the day where he was getting his training and, and he's working his job and out of nowhere, this rabbi, this teacher, this miracle worker walks up and says, follow me. And Matthew, something inside of him drew him to say, all right, I'm willing to give everything for this thing. All of history has changed because of this wise guy's decision and look what happens. The Bible says while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, so not only does Jesus tell him to follow him, then he says, I'm gonna follow you to your house. Come on, how many knows? He's sitting there going, I wish I would've cleaned my house this morning. I, would, I wish I would've thrown away some of that stuff that's in there. You know, he's hiding stuff under the bed, all everything, you know what I mean? So he goes to Matthew's house and many tax collectors and sinners came out and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, he asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? 
And then the Bible says, on hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but it's, it's, it's the sick people. But go ahead and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I have not come to what? Let's say it out every location. I have not come to do what? I have not come to put a calling, to, to put destiny on people that are righteous, but people that are what? Uh, I don't know about you, but I think we should just celebrate for a second the fact that our God isn't looking at putting callings on just those who have it all together, who look like they got it all together, who are holy enough, who are righteous enough, but he's still putting callings on broken, lost sinners who've got some mistakes, who are screwed up a little bit. That's you and that's me. Come on, we can do better. Give God better praise than that. Amen. So we have this, this, this sinner, this, this random average Joe. And God calls him to something significant. And I think this is so huge. You know, uh, he's living this life. He's a tax collector in those days, which kind of have a bad rap. But I don't want to give the guy a bad rap. I want to just celebrate the guy, fact that the guy had a job. Can I hear an amen? Like, the guy's willing to work. The guy's showing up on time. And the guy's there. And he's just doing what he's, called, what he's supposed to do. A lot of you guys feel like that right now. You go, Aaron, the job I'm doing, it's, I don't know if it's my calling. I, I'm just doing it because, honestly... I went down a list of things with a career person, and they go, I think you could be good at this one. You just checked it off the box. And Aaron, this is the only one I qualified for. And you feel like a Matthew where you're just working this job, and you go, Aaron, I don't know if my job and my calling are the same thing. I feel that tension. And I just want you to know this. This is what I believe with all my heart that Matthew shows us in this story. Simply this, write it down in your notes. When you can't find your calling, and a lot of you guys don't know, you can't figure it out right now, but when you can't find your calling, all you gotta do is just simply stay faithful. I love how Matthew didn't just quit and he's jumping from job to job to job. Well, I'll be a fisherman this month and I'll be, you know, uh, I'll, do, I'll do this uh, accounting next month. No, no, I'm, I'm gonna be a tax collector. I, I don't know what else I'm called to do. I'm gonna do this until God tells me otherwise. So he goes understands the calling, he stays faithful, and then what happens is your calling will eventually find you. Eventually, you'll walk into your destiny. Eventually, when you stay faithful enough, and let me just challenge you, I think we quit a little bit too early. So can I just challenge you? Stay faithful in that job. Don't give up on that boss. Don't give up on that calling. Don't, don't give up on that marriage. Don't give up on those kids. If you just stay faithful, maybe, just maybe, God will step in your life and reveal your calling. Come on, give better praise than that. So I wanna show you what he's been moved into significance from this life, and God's telling him, Hey, I've got something better for you. And I want to show you because I think God's got the same thing in store for your life. So let me highlight what is significant about this story that you're moving into as you are a part of Radiant Church. And what I think is actually our church is, is moving into that is very significant. Three things that are significant. Number one is simply the call is significant. I want you to understand this. The call of God on your life is significant. The fact that we are lost, sinners, separated from God. Yet when we're doing life on our own, God taps us on the shoulder and says, hey, I've got something better for you. That is significant. I think we overlook the fact this is pretty significant that God has called us. Uh, a couple of years ago, you too came to uh, Tampa to do a concert at Raymond James Stadium. And um, I had a connection with somebody and they gave us a few free tickets to the concert. Now, these tickets were hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So I grew up, I was kind of a YouTube fan, but more I just wanted to go to the concert at Raymond James, I thought it'd be fun. So I go to this concert and we show up and we are like just one of the crowd. There's like 50,000 people there and it's crazy, it's fun, 
but you can't like you're so far back you can like you might as well watch this thing at home like you're just seeing this little guy on the stage so then we find out we have a connection with somebody that's that's connected to the band so this guy walks up to us and says hey i didn't know y'all were going to be here at this concert uh, you know do you need anything while you're at the concert i said well yes i'm glad you asked my, my seats are terrible this this place is pretty bad i was like is there any way you could get me up closer to the stage and he looks at me he's like there's just no way he goes those seats are thousands of dollars to be in that little area around the stage he goes he says we can't do that i said come on buddy i believe in you uh, yeah. you're pastor I, I i believe you're you're called by god for something great with your life i said come on can you try i, I tried to do anything so no lie true story it's probably 15, 20 minutes later, um, he walks through the crowd and he looks at me and he walks up to us and he's sitting there and he's got a couple security guys with us. He's either throwing us out or upgrading us, one of the two. <laughs> so he comes up to us and all he says is these two words. He says, follow me. Going, all right. And let me tell you, I don't care what I had in that moment. I dropped my refreshments. I'll drop everything. I'll drop my friends. I don't care in that moment. You sit here, I'm going with this guy. Uh, we started following through the crowd. There's no lie, no exaggeration. He brings us to the front of the stage, and, and he doesn't put us on the ground where all the people are that had the expensive tickets. He put us on an elevated platform that is only for the, 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 the musicians that opened up the concert for them. So it's, 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 it's me, it's, it's a couple of our, uh, of our pastors on staff. We walk on this platform, and here's who's on this thing. There's about, it's about 10 feet wide. There's about 10 people on it. And here's who it is. It's the opening act, which was Run Republic. So we're sitting there with Run Republic. All right, I don't know who Run Republic is, but I'm Googling it right there. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's this guy right here. And then right next to them, which is way more exciting than me, because I guess they wanted to attend and they got VIV treatment, is DC Talk. <laughs> I grew up on DC Talk. Some of you don't even know who DC Talk is. We're going to do an altar call at the end of this service just for you. I'm not, how many were raised on a little DC talk, a little Jesus freak action? Like, that, that, is, that is what, that was my jam back in the day. And I'm sitting there looking at like Toby Mac and, and Michael Tate. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm fanboy. I don't know what you call it, fan, fanboy. And I don't know what you call it. And I'm all excited. So I'm like taking pictures with them, doing this whole thing. I realized there's something great about finding someone who knows what's going on and just following them. And I, I don't know where you're bringing me. I just know that where I'm at now, where you're bringing me is gonna be better than this spot right here. And I think there's something about this call from God on your life that when God taps you on the shoulder, and some of you, he's gonna tap you on the shoulder today, and he's gonna say, leave that life, leave that life of sin, leave that life of, of hopelessness, leave that life of purposelessness, and you're gonna be frustrated going, I don't know what's next, and all he's gonna say is, follow me. And you might not know, but I can promise you this, where he's taking you is better than where you're at right now. He'll, he'll follow you, him into a better marriage. Follow him into your purpose. Follow him into freedom. Follow him into your destiny. You follow him and watch what'll happen with your life. That's why I, I'm a firm believer that the person I'm following is more important than the job that I'm working. You're, you're too focused on the job part. Just focus on the person you're following part. Give your life over to Jesus and watch what happens. He says, come and follow me. He tells his other disciples, he said, follow me. And then he tells them like this. He goes, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you out to fish for other people. In other words, follow me because I've got, I've got ministry in store for your life. We've screwed this up. We, we've made ministry a position at a church instead of the right and the responsibility of every believer out there today. 
Listen, listen, I am not the only person in ministry here at our church. We are a church of ministers. While you're sitting there at your dentist office, in, your, uh, in the law office, as you're sitting there at school at USF, you are called to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You have a calling. That's why I truly believe that we are saved to be sent. There's something, God, God pulls us out. God says, say, follow us just so we can have a better life. He says, follow us so that you can have a better life and then you can show everybody else to that life that I'm showing you. So the scriptures are so clear that we are therefore Christ ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. You know what that means? It means it's the reason you don't go to heaven as soon as you get saved. A lot of, we, we miss this. We, we, we miss the fact that when we get saved, he doesn't immediately teleport us into heaven and go, okay, you made it. Because we're not supposed to follow him into heaven. We're supposed to follow him into the brokenness in our community, into the lost, into your neighbors that are struggling, into your family that is broken. He wants to use you to do something great in the world today. That is the calling of a believer, and that call is significant. Can I hear an amen today? Here's the second thing. It's not just the call that's significant. It's the cost is significant. I uh, started CrossFit a few years ago because... I followed some guys on social media who are like the CrossFit, um, you know, gurus. They're like, they're super good at this stuff. And they're like ultra jacked, like super ripped. Like these guys have muscles on their muscles. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, if I do CrossFit, I'm going to look like those guys. So I joined the CrossFit gym. And about three months in, I remember sitting out with my coach going, um, I need my money back or something because... <laughs> There's a problem here. I don't look like this guy. You know, I'm like, I'm like, you know, there's always a before and after period. I'm still the before. Like, the before hasn't changed. And he's like, well, let's look at your routine. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm coming in three times a week, you know, for the hour class. He's a, and, and he said this statement. I'll never forget this. He goes, do you know what those guys do to get in that, that shape? I'm like, no, I have no clue. He goes, they ain't doing the program you're doing. Like, they're not, they're not showing up three times a week for one hour a day. Like, these guys invest seven, eight, nine hours a day, seven days a week. You know, no donuts, no pizza, like, all sacrifice. And I'm going, okay, I don't need what they have, right? I mean, because, listen, I realize there's always a cost to success in life. You ever built a healthy business, you know that's the fact. You ever built a healthy marriage, you, uh, you've raised godly kids, you've discovered your purpose, you understand there's a cost associated with that. That's why, just, to, just a little side note, that's why you never judge other people's success without understanding there's some costs that went into that thing. Let me tell you, it might look easy from the outside, but anybody that's done anything great for God knows how many know it takes a major sacrifice, some major, uh, it, it, it's pricey to follow God. People tell us all the time, Aaron, y'all just y'all have it so easy at Radiant. It just comes easy for y'all. Y'all just launch these things and locations and people just keep showing up. You have no clue the cost that it takes to build this thing. You have no clue the sacrifice. You're gonna do anything great for God. You gotta realize there's a sacrifice. That's why I get bothered why people talk about the free gift of salvation. I mean, I get a little touchy here, but I hear it all the time. You know, accept the free gift of salvation. And here, here's, I understand what they mean. They mean we don't need to work for it, but that doesn't mean someone didn't work for it. Here, here's what we end up doing. We end up exchanging the words free and then we treat it as cheap. Just because it's free to you does not mean it was cheap. What Jesus did for us on the cross, for your salvation and mine, was not cheap. It was not free. It cost him everything. He bankrupt heaven for me and for you. 
So we gotta carry that weight. It costs us something to have this call on our life, but it doesn't just cost us, cost him something. It's gonna cost you something. The Bible says it this way. Anyone who wants to be my disciple, he must deny themselves. He must let it cost something. You can be a church attender, not do anything significant, but you wanna be a disciple of Jesus, you're gonna have to take up your cross. You're gonna have to follow him. In other words, every level that God wants you to go to the next level is gonna cost you something else in your life. A lot of you guys have been stuck on one level because you don't understand this statement right here that you're gonna have to give up to go up. There is something that God's gonna challenge you to give up to go to that next level with him. And, and a lot of people don't, they, they've, they've released the idea of sacrifice off of Christianity and they go, well, Jesus paid it all. He paid it all for your salvation, but not for your significance. That's good preaching today. Because <laughs> you can be saved and not be significant. You, you, can, you can be heading towards heaven and not bring anybody else with you. But what I realize in my life is that, and, and I'm doing this illustration because Radiant Church, if you ever doubted it, I love you, I love you, I love you. Because I am terrified of heights. I hate everything about a ladder. But this illustration is so important that I need you to see it. And Jacob, with all your might, hold that stinking ladder, okay? Because <laughs> there's a lot of people, a lot of locations watching this. <clears throat> Because you can start this thing and you can go, well, I want to do great things for God. I, I want to I go to the next level. But here's what it thinks with, with a ladder is every rung that I step on is another thing I have to give up. Like I just gave up a lot of security standing right down there. I, I'm telling you, I'm, next step up, I'm, I'm giving up a lot of pride because I could fall really hard. You know, you know what's interesting? is these rungs get a little bit skinnier. So I don't know if you've ever tried to go up with multiple people. Every step up, I've realized there's some people that have to get out of my life the next step up. Just another challenge for somebody in here today. You, 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 you've tried to stay at the same level because you're not willing to give some stuff up. There's another level of generosity that I have to get to. There's another level of faith in God that I have to get to. I'm out of the light there, but you got the idea. There, there's level after level, after, I'm getting scared. You can stay where you're at and live and miss out on significance. Or you could say, God, whatever it is to get me to the next level, I'm willing to give it up. I'm willing to give more. I'm willing to sacrifice more. I'm willing to show up more. I'm ready to go to the next level of significance for my life. But listen, as Christians, we are not climbing the ladder of success, but we are climbing the ladder of significance. I want you, I want you to go to the next level of significance with your life. And watch how God will change your life. That, that's why people go, well, it just comes natural. It does not come natural to anybody. Anybody that does anything significant, write it down in your notes. Thank you, Jacob. It's that greatness isn't discovered. It's developed. So a lot of you guys are sitting there thinking, well, it just comes so easy for everybody else. They, they're so significant. No, no, no. That's been developed year after year. That's, 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 that's I'm going to go through next steps. I'm gonna join a small group. I'm gonna go through counseling. I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna figure out how to make, I, I'm not trying to figure out my calling anymore. I'm just trying to figure out what's the cost I need to pay to be significant in life. It's gonna cost you something. That's why I tell people quite often that the faith track is not the fast track. So if you're looking for overnight success, it doesn't happen in the kingdom of God. It is a long day of sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice, but it'll use your life for significance. And I want you to know, you're not the only one sacrificing. Remember our story of Matthew? Matthew, we, we get blown away by the fact that Matthew left all that he had and followed Jesus. And we go, oh, the sacrifice of following God is so big. 
And then the next story, guess where Jesus is at? Where's he at? He's in the next, he's in his house, eating with him right there in his house. You know what that shows me in that thing? It's like Jesus sat there and did more of a sacrifice than Matthew ever did. I actually write it down in your notes this way. The greatest sacrifice paid for our calling is not us associating with Christ, but really it's Christ associating with us. Because Jesus shows up at this sinner's house. And he shows up there when this guy is, is, has a bad reputation, has bad friends, has bad relationships. And what do the religious community do? Look at Jesus, the friend of sinners. I don't know about you, but I've given up some stuff to follow God. I've given up some friends. I've given up some time. You're giving up your Sunday. That's all great. But I'm telling you, the bigger sacrifice is that God has given up his reputation to hang out with people like me and like you. Because I, I know the behind the scenes of my life. I know the real Aaron Berg, yet he still comes up and associates himself. He still eats with me. He still connects with me. He still says, I'm your, I'm your dad and you're my son. I'm telling you, the greatest thing that we have is that we have a God that was willing to pay the price to associate himself with you and with me. That's worth giving us some praise. Amen. The cost of your calling is significant. But number three, the last one is so awesome because I want to let us in on a high note because I want you to understand that the compensation is significant also. And I know that might be the wrong word to use in church. You know, we don't get paid for this. Yeah, we do. God is so faithful in blessing our life when we put him first. When we just say, God, I don't know what my calling is, but I'm going to be significant. I'm going to serve I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest. I'm going to give. I don't, I don't know what the outcome is, but I'm going to be significant. I promise you the compensation is amazing. And this isn't a give to get situation. It's a, it's a give, but I know that God's going to take care of me in whatever I do in my life. That's why the scriptures are clear that God is not unjust. Other people don't see what you're doing, but God will not forget your what? Your work. Your, he will not forget your, your cost that you're paying for this whole thing. How you've, you've sacrificed, you've done so much. A lot of you guys, you, you have given up a lot to follow Jesus, to serve here at Radiant, to give here at Radiant. I want you to know God sees it and he will not forget it. Here's another one. Let me just give you this one. I love this one. Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he does what? Rewards. That's the God that we serve. He rewards us. He diligently seek him. I want you to know when you get off the bench, and I think a lot of you guys just, you feel like you, don't, you aren't called, and I, I don't know what that is in your life, but I just want you to know there's something significant that God wants you to pursue. He wants you to pursue significance in your life. And I want you to know the outcome of that is, is a reward. And there's two rewards I think we get in this whole thing. One, I think we will stand before God one day, and we will be greatly rewarded in heaven. Most of what I do here on the earth as a sacrifice, I do it because I just know one day he's going to pay me back for it. I think he will. He sees your faithfulness and he'll pay you back for it. But the second one is that he does give us a little bit of gratification here on this earth. Because what we do is when we, when we honor him and we bless him, we realize that the ultimate prize in all of this is simply people. He lets us see our compensation in the people around us. He, he lets us see those, that marriage restored. He lets us see those kids come back to God. He uses us, and the compensation is that people's lives are changed for eternity. And it happens all the time. And it especially happens, and I want to give a big shout-out to it, to our dream team. 
because they serve so faithfully at her church. A lot of them, they would not say that they're called to run a camera or they're called to hold a baby or they're called to lead a small group. I would think they would just say, this is one area I could be significant about. And people are the prize to it. I want you to hear just one story and then we're gonna close this out. So my sister invited me to Radiant. Um, I was living in Houston and I came exactly two times. It was a Sunday service and then an RYA event, and that was enough to get me hooked. It was enough to see the community that was there and how welcoming everybody was, and that's really what I think pushed my decision to move to Florida for our church. I think if the community itself hadn't been so awesome and so welcoming and so curious about me too, that was another thing. Everyone was asking about me and like, oh, like, who are you? Or is this your first time here? I've never seen you before. I'm like, no, you haven't seen me before. But the next day, everyone knew me by name because they had a genuine interest. And that was just, that was enough to pull me in. For Radiance, every Sunday was church and that was about it for the week. That's all we would really do. Um, after Sunday, I went about my day-to-day. Every single week was just work and school and hanging out with friends and having a social life. But I didn't have a community within the church or and I wasn't serving anywhere either. Before I got connected and before I found my calling, I didn't necessarily think I wasn't doing enough. Like, it, it felt okay. I was like, all right, well, I go to church. But I also think behind that was I wasn't sure that I was worth worthy of it, you know? And getting baptized, I think, kind of found a couple of moments where I reflected back on who I used to be and who I am now, and it just made me have no doubts. Like, yes, you are making the right decision. You're so close. You have such a good relationship with Christ now, and it just felt like the next step. It was so. I remember it being really natural for me, and I actually asked my sister, I was like, is this, is it this natural for you too? Are you nervous at all? Because I don't really think I'm nervous at all. I'm nervous for the water part, but it just it felt so right and that's the only way I can explain it. So production was an accident. I was pushed by a friend just to shadow and then I kept going back. <laughs> they couldn't get rid of me after a while. It just felt normal for me to be there. It was part of my routine and it didn't feel like a Sunday if I wasn't serving on production that day. Just to have somewhere where I felt like I belong there as well and to have my own thing outside of you know just going to normal services. My favorite part about production is where we're in the middle of service of the worship part and you can kind of look out and see the hands slowly start to rise. And that is such an amazing feeling for me. I love telling my team, like, look at those hands going up, look at people really feeling the moment and really having that connection and having that next step, you know, letting them have that moment where it's just them and God for a second. And we're not a very big part of that. We're a little part of that, but that's just, that's enough. And I love seeing that every Sunday. It's my favorite thing. So now that I'm so connected and I've very much found my calling, that's something I'm very sure of. I just know I'm so loved by him and so and so worthy too. Like there's nothing you can that's the way the song goes. If there's something I could do that would make me worthy of this, but I am. I'm here. And I'm basking in your love and your forgiveness. And that's just an awesome feeling. And I don't know if I think I would have found it eventually, but I definitely have found it a lot faster now that I I found my calling. My name is Sarai and this is my radiant story. Come on, even right now. And I know St. Peter's cheering because she runs the entire 
production department there at St. Petersburg and is serving so faithfully and so well. And let me tell you, it, I love that how she says, I'm just a small part of what God is doing. And that is what the body of Christ is all about. And, and if you don't get anything outside of the message, just understand, you are a Matthew who might be an average Joe working a nine to five, but God's tapping you on your shoulder today and saying, listen, I got a call for you. And it's not just a call for salvation. It's a call for significance, that he's gonna use your life in a greater way if you'll just yield it to him. And it might cost you something. It might cost you some time. It might cost you uh, an hour to go through next steps starting next Sunday, by the way. You can come at every location. I just want you, I, I want you to give your life to something bigger than yourself. I want you to do that. We're going into the fall. And if I can be your pastor for just a second, we're going in the fall, which is one of the greatest seasons for a church all year round. It's actually, um, for guests and people who are unbelievers, it's bigger than even Easter is for us. These next two or three Sundays, are massive opportunities for us to say, God, we might be simple, but you've called us for significant. Maybe there's just one person you wanna use. Matthew, our guy from this story today, story goes that he you know, followed Jesus for those few years around him. And then legend tells us, and church history tells us that he went to become a missionary in different areas of around the, Mid the Mediterranean and, and then was martyred for his faith. Hope that doesn't happen to you, but it could, you never know. So it's kind of a downer. But it, his life is being talked about 2,000 years later because he gave his life to something bigger than himself. I want you to know that is what God's calling you to do. Listen, if I'm going to honk the horn and move you forward, I'm just going to say it's time to give your life to something bigger. Do something. Maybe you're sitting on the sidelines here at Radiant. It's time to join the church. It's time, it's time to give towards the church. It's time, it's time to serve in the church. It's time to invite your friends to the church and watch what God will do when you move your life from simple to significant. The body of Christ is the most beautiful thing that you could give your life to. Reminds me the other day, I was watching a, the movie Aladdin with my kids, the new one, you know. I know it's very controversial. I liked it. I think Will Smith did a good job in it. I know those are fighting words, but, you know, when you think of that, I don't know of any other actors in that movie. I don't know much about it. But I was sitting there with my kids, and the movie ended. And as soon as the movie ended, the screen goes black, and behind, I mean, right up there on the screen comes all these names hundreds and hundreds of names start scrolling and scrolling and I was sitting there in my seat because I had a little extra popcorn left and I'm watching these names and I'm reading them going no that that person was an editor and that person oh that person sat there and did costume design and that person was going in and doing graphics and that person was helping with stunts and and I didn't realize while we look at the few big names really the movie is made up of hundreds if not thousands of other names that make a big difference. It reminds me of our church because really when we get to heaven one day, it will not be the church that people go, that was Aaron's church or that was your location pastor's church or that was a worship leader's church. No, it's these names behind me. It's hundreds and hundreds of dream teamers at every location who are coming together and they, they set up early and they run cameras and they serve in the children and, and heaven will celebrate not the big names, but the simple names that gave their life to something significant. Can we give God a little bit better praise than that, amen? He's calling you to significance. With every eye closed and every head bowed, there's two calls today. The first one is a call for people to experience salvation. 
Bible says in our passage today that God did not come to call the healthy, but to call the sick. He, he did not come to call the righteous, but call the sinners. Right now, he's tapping hundreds, I believe, people right now on their shoulder and saying, I'm calling you to live a life for me. Follow me. Follow him out of your hopelessness, out of your sin, out of your struggle, and into the destiny that God has for your life. It takes a simple yet significant decision to say, Jesus, I'm gonna give you my life. That's you on the count of three today. I want you to throw your hand up. It's your moment of salvation at every location where you say, God, I'm ready to give you my life. I'm ready to follow you. That's you on the count of three. Throw that hand up, wave it at me, put it right back down. Ready? One, two, three. Throw those hands up all over this place. Dozens of hands being raised. I know they're doing it at Brandon. They're doing it at St. Pete, at Heights. Just throw it up and put it right back down. Say, God, I'm, I'm gonna follow you today. Just say this prayer. Say, God, I give you my life. I give you my sin. I give you my struggles. Today, Jesus, be my Lord and be my Savior. Tell them this, for the rest of my life, I'm gonna follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Now with every eye closed, there's another call for people in here today. You're, you're a believer. You're following God, but you're not living in significance. You, you don't even realize that God's called you to that workplace. He's called you to those coworkers. He's called you to that family so that you can be a difference in that area. Maybe he's calling you to, to sacrifice more. I, I believe there's a call today for significance. To say, I'm gonna give my life to something bigger than myself. And I really believe at every location, there's people you go, I've been sitting on the sidelines, Aaron, and I'm ready to step up. That's you today. I just want you to make a commitment in your heart and say, God, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna step up. I'm gonna invite friends to church. I even believe right now, God's laying one or two names on your heart saying, yeah, there's people that I need to, I, I wanna be that significant change in their life when I bring them to Radiant the next few weeks. Just say yes to God. I'm gonna give you a second. Just say yes to God at every location. God, we say yes to your call. We say yes to significance. We say yes to the cost. We'll be givers, we'll be tithers, we'll sacrifice. We say yes to being sent so that this city, this area, this region will know that there's a God and that he loves them. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, amen. Can we give God some praise for the life change today? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, we're gonna end this service by worshiping God with our generosity. Radiant Church, you guys are second to none. And I just wanna say this, as you prepare to give at every location, either here in the service or online, text giving, I want you to know our church is called, and we're called to not just be an us form no more, but we're called to reach thousands of people for the glory of God. I want you to know it, there's a cost to it, and, and you guys are so faithful in that. Thank you for being faithful in your giving and your sacrifice and your time. But I'm telling you, compensation is amazing, that we get to see hundreds of lives changed every single year, lives for eternity. People are our prize. Can I hear a good amen to that today, church? So thank you for being faithful to it. We're launched Brandon. We're launching the Heights. Next week, we'll have 12 services going. Plenty of room for all of your friends. So let's believe God for miracles in their life. Lord, bless this offering. I pray a blessing over every location. As they're faithful to you, faithful in their giving, Lord, I pray that you have blessed them supernaturally with, with open windows over their life, Lord, I pray for blessings in their job, promotions, but Lord, more than any of that, use these finances to see lives changed for eternity. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. 
For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.